Hi, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Curtamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to be talking about a tough topic, and that is what we as Christian teachers should do when facing controversial issues. I'm particularly talking right now to those of you that are teaching in public schools or private non-Christian schools, but these truths definitely also apply to those in Christian schools as well. So what do I mean when I say controversial issues? Well, exactly probably what you're thinking. What do we do when pressured into dealing with um, homosexual situations, transgender students, and the like? You know, our society is getting further and further away from God. And for those of you that teach in a public school, it can be tough to figure out where you need to draw the line between going with the flow and standing up for what you believe in. I'm recalling an email I received from Emily. She was a senior elementary education major at a secular university, and she had this exact concern. Let me read you the email that she sent to me. She said, To say that the university and the things I am learning are liberal and extremely secular-based is an understatement. I feel alone in my program because I feel as if I'm the only Christian that won't budge on my morals. I'm trying to be open-minded and embrace the practices and ways of thinking they're teaching us without changing what I believe. But I'm trying to figure out what that fine line is between embracing new practices and beliefs and knowing when not to change or alter my way of thinking. In my program, especially this semester, we have been talking about the LGBT community and the LGBT-friendly practices, etc. I don't agree with the lifestyle, but I still want to love them, whether they're parents of students or a student specifically. Just like I love my friends who are sinful, I want to love people who identify as gay without condoning their lifestyle. We talk about having children's books in our classroom that have a family with two moms or two dads, and I'm struggling to know where to draw the line. I want all students to feel welcomed and comfortable in my classroom, but I also don't want to have things in my classroom that go against what I believe. We also talk about having conversations in our classroom about LGBT lifestyle, and I don't know how I feel about that either. I know that the first few years of teaching are really hard, and I want to have a firm foundation in my faith and how to incorporate my beliefs into my teaching and how I go about teaching. Hopefully you can offer me a little encouragement and insight into this issue. I love this email from Emily, and I've had so many of you share similar thoughts and questions over the years. So let's talk a little bit about where exactly do we draw that line? How do we stay true to our faith in the midst of so much pressure, both on this hotly charged issue and so many others? And I know a lot of you are worried or even dealing with questions about students who want to identify as the opposite gender. So what do we do with all of this? Well, the answers certainly aren't simple. And full disclosure, full disclosure, I've never had the opportunity to teach in a public school. I taught at a Christian school um, when I was teaching. So I haven't dealt with these issues in the same way as you have. But these are critical issues. And I have some thoughts that I think will help us getting thinking in the right direction. And then I'm going to point you to some resources. I'm excited. We're going to have an upcoming training with David Schmoos of Christian Educators Association International. And he has taught in the public school for many years. And he's going to be joining us to give us some even more practical advice. So I'll share more about that in a little bit. But if you want to find out more, you can head to teachfortheheart.com slash teachwithfaith.
All right, so a few thoughts. As Christian teachers in public schools, first of all, we must love without condoning sin. I love how Emily already has a grasp on this concept, and it's vital. We absolutely must love our students, for sure. But loving someone does not mean that you condone sin or destructive behaviors in their life. In fact, it means quite the opposite. When you truly love someone, you want to help them. And depending on your relationship with that person, that may mean confronting them with the truth. Now, in the case of your students or their parents, it's probably not your place to confront them about their lifestyle choices. But we must still remember that truly loving someone means that we do what is best for them whenever possible. And it certainly means that we do not encourage wrong or destructive behavior. So first, we will love without condoning sin. Second, we must realize that the secular public school system wants to indoctrinate our students. Now, that sounds like an extreme statement, but stick with me. The public school has an agenda by and large. Now, of course, there are wonderful teachers in the public school. I hope you're one of them. And um, there's, there's so many people at Teach for the Heart, so many passionate teachers. But the system itself... The curriculum, and as example from Emily's um, secular college instruction, they have an agenda, they have a goal that they want us as Christian teachers to be a part of. They want you to slowly convince your students that all forms of sin, or at least many forms of sin, such as the LGBT lifestyle, are acceptable. They want you to push their progressive and humanistic agendas. And in this clear example, our secular universities, many of them are trying to indoctrinate you into thinking that if you don't do this, then you're not a good teacher. They want you to think that if you don't openly embrace a gay or transgender lifestyle, that you will alienate certain students. But that's just not true. The system just wants to pressure us into pushing their anti, anti-biblical and ultimately destructive agenda. Now, before I move on, so we just need to realize it. We need to realize that they, the system, by and large, has an agenda. They want us to be part of it. And it's a choice whether or not we're going to participate in the po- political and anti-biblical agenda that they want to push. And so often we, it seems, just as an aside, so often it seems like everyone thinks that way, but that's not, it's not necessarily true. Sometimes those voices are just the loudest and that's why it seems like everyone thinks that way when in reality they don't. Um, By the way, too, if you're thinking, if you're listening to this and thinking, wait, what? If you're thinking that secular just means neutral and that our goal as Christian teachers should be to be neutral, I want to challenge that belief. I honestly believe that you're sadly mistaken. I linked to an article um, at Teach in, in the notes for this and also at teachfortheheart.com slash controversy. And that article talks about, I debunk the myth that public schools should or actually even ever could be neutral. They just simply can't be. And I'm not going to digress into this. Um, you can also check back in past podcast episodes um, and find the one that talks about why religion does belong in the public school. Um, or you can find the link at teachfortheheart.com slash controversy. 
Moving on. So first of all, we said we must love without condoning sin. Secondly, we must realize that our secular system wants to indoctrinate our students. Third, we must not help our society change the norms. We should not be participating in this indoctrination. You do not have to promote a gay or transgender lifestyle to your students, especially to elementary students. They do not need to be discussing this issue at all unless it comes up in another form. And they certainly don't need to be taught that it's just as good as having two it's just as good to have two moms as it is to have a mom or a dad. I wrote about this way more extensively um, in another post. Once again, I'll link to it at teachfortheheart.com slash controversy. But the point is that our society is not just trying to get us to accept sinful behavior. They are taking it one dangerous step forward. They are trying to change the very definition of what is good and acceptable and what is normal. For example, instead of promoting the ideal of a a traditional family and just realizing that not everyone's like that, They actually want to push the idea that having two moms or having two dads is just as good, thereby changing the definition of the family that has stood for thousands of years. They realize that the way to change these definitions is to change the thinking of the next generation, and their strategy is most certainly working. But we, as Christian teachers, absolutely should not help them in this destructive task that is bad for our students, bad for their families, and bad for our society. We, they're going to be doing what they do, but we cannot and should not participate in helping them change the definitions of what is normal and what is best. Next, we must think biblically. If we're going to remain true to our faith, we have to have a strong understanding of what we believe, and we need to think biblically about every aspect of life. Our faith goes way beyond Sunday morning worship service. It must impact every issue we face. We must know the truth and understand how it applies to the issues of our society. Then we will know when we must stand up and when to be silent, (laughs) and we will not be deceived by cunning arguments or seemingly innocuous suggestions. Next, we can and must teach the truth. You know, I wrote a while back about the question, should teachers leave their faith at home? And I got some interesting responses, many of which argued that we shouldn't present our faith to our students. Now, that wasn't even what I was saying. I realize that you're you're certainly not allowed to stand up in a public school and proselytize to try to get people to join your faith. My point is not that, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I want to be clear about that. My point, though, is that the truth, God's truth, should be such a part of who you are and what you believe that it cannot help but infuse itself into your teaching and interactions. Follow me with this. Everyone has personal philosophies and beliefs that influence what they say or do. And as we discussed earlier, the public school itself has certain beliefs and agenda. The system does. There is no reason that you as a Christian could, should, or hopefully even could completely change who you are while others go ahead and present their secular 
or anti-Christian biases. Now, once again, I am not saying to start preaching the gospel in your math class. That will get you in trouble very quickly. But what I am saying, that it's okay and good to allow God's universal truths to shine through. On this issue, for example, it is right and good to present an example of a traditional family. Um, If you're married, it's right and good to discuss your own marriages or the marriages of those that you know in positive terms. And it's good to speak about the blessings of lifelong commitment. So it's just, just some examples of what I'm saying here. And let me put in this disclaimer right here. Um, none of this is legal advice. I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. This is me sharing with you. So if you are facing a legal question, please seek a local attorney for help. And actually, Christian Educators Association has some Christian legal attorneys that you could speak with. Um, I will link to them uh, once again at teachfortheheart.com slash controversy. All right, next thing we must realize. We must realize that we have more rights than you may think. Don't be tricked into thinking that anything religious simply cannot be brought up in a public school. That is just not the case. The First Amendment gives you more freedom than it limits, and it guarantees you freedom of speech. According to the article Teachers' Rights on Campus, presented by the Liberty Council, and which I link to at teachfortheheart.com controversy, you have the right to discuss religious topics in an objective manner, meaning you're not trying to convince someone, you're just discussing them, as long as they are related to the curriculum. And you certainly have the right to answer any questions that a student asks you, even if they are in regards to your own personal faiths and beliefs. So we need to take advantage of the opportunities when they arise. Once again, I link I link to so many articles at teachfortheheart.com slash controversy, and I have one in particular that talks about when religion and faith are and are not allowed in the public school, and that's actually a conversation I had with Finn Larson, who was then the director of CEAI and is very knowledgeable on that situation. We're also having an upcoming live training called Teach with Faith, Not Fear, that will explore these and so many more questions, and you can join that at teachfortheheart.com slash Teach with Faith, and that's a free training. And of course, you may also consider joining a group like Christian Educators Association International that will help you better understand the rights that you have to speak the truth. And um, you can find out more information about that at teachfortheheart.com slash C-E-A-I. Or once again, I link at teachfortheheart.com slash controversy. Okay, sorry about all the links, but there's so much to share about this topic. Finally, We must be willing to face criticism. And this is is hard, but it's true. Even though we have constitutionally protected rights, there are those who will pressure you and maybe even try to silence you or take away your job if you take a stand. And I know that's in the worry in your back of your head. You say, man, if I, if I, if I say something or if I don't do this, um, even if I know it's legally allowed, there's a par- I know this parent's going to complain or I'm not, sure my, I'm not sure what my administrator would say or whatever else. Let me ask you this. Should we be willing to take this risk? And I think the answer is yes. If we don't stand up for religious freedom and protect our students against the progressive agenda, who will? There's a battle raging for the hearts and souls of America's youth, and we are on the front lines. 
If we just stand aside and do nothing, humanism will soon reign supreme. Once again, I'm not telling you to do anything stupid or illegal. I'm telling you not to be ruled by fear. We need to be bold and courageous, knowing that the Lord is on our side and not to fear what man can do to us. And above all, we must follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and submit to him in all of these situations. So honestly, we have just scratched the surface of these complex issues. I would love to invite you to join us in the free training with David Schmoos of Christian Educators Association International to discover keys to navigating sticky situations like these without compromising your biblical values. We'll also talk about when you can and cannot legally discuss faith or the Bible, where to get support and advice when under fire for standing up for your values, and so much more. You can get all the details at teachfortheheart.com slash teachwithfaith. Let's pause a moment and pray. Lord, thank you so much that there are so many Christian teachers in so many different schools around the country and around the world. And I thank you today in particular for those who serve in public schools. I pray that you will help them to see their service, not just as a job, a career, but also as a ministry, as an opportunity to make a difference um, and to really just influence these students' lives. I pray that you will give them so much wisdom in these situations. There's so many ways we can handle these situations incorrectly. I pray that you will give them wisdom and help them to seek your spirit and your guidance in all of these situations. Help them to make prayer their their incredible ally and just to seek you above all else. And I just pray that you will just guide them in that. I pray that you'll help us to continue to support them and that those that can and are able to and will be helped by this training will join us in that as well. Um, Thank you so much for all that you do. Um, Give us the spirit of boldness and spirit of wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again so much for being here. It's an honor to speak with you today. I know that these questions are difficult. I know some of you may or may not agree with everything that I've said. I'd love to continue the conversation. Let's talk about it. And let's continue to explore it together at teachfortheheart.com slash controversy. Looking forward to being back again with you soon. Um, In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.